0: da Sana. Hey, Bolivar. Mama Canisa, eh? Hey, people just sit here, Sylvia. Well done. Yeah? I mean, I love, I love this opportunity for people to serve because we see people coming out. Did you hear Helen lead us in prayer? Yeah. Eh? We have. We can retire. <laughs> Thank God and I continue to be filled with joy to be part of this community. And I love that uh, we all have given ourselves to the Lord and are open to serving one another. So when it's your DJ and your tool to come. The joy we have is in people serving. It's not being perfect, it's in coming with who you are. First Peter four eleven, now I remember first Peter for something, eh? That the Lord we should serve in the strength that God provides and so I stand this day very cognizant of that that I'm here to serve in the strength that God provides for me now gathering next week we are the hosts so to claim at 8am we don't want people to come from the diaspora and to find themselves being here first so let's be here on time let's be here so let's be here so let's be here on time, 8 a.m., and let's uh, look forward to hosting the other um, five uh, South Network churches, and we'll have a great time, and we'll have our, our very own senior pastor leading us through that. So, see you at 10 o'clock, see you at 9.20, 8 a.m., and I look forward to seeing us there. Now, I want to start with, this week, I've been out of, uh, away, but there's there's a word that strengthened me quite a bit this week eh? and I want to share it because I know there could be some of us here who are feeling like you know people don't want your success. there are some people who are waiting for you to collapse and to fail and sometimes you might feel like you're overwhelmed. but listen to what Psalm 3 says eh? it says Lord, how many are my foes? how many rise up against me? Many are saying of me. God will not deliver him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break their teeth, the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you're in a circumstance, whether it is at home or in your workplace or in your neighborhood, or I don't know where in school, in college, and you're feeling like you are surrounded, declare this this morning. Call out to the Lord and say, but you, O Lord, are a shield around about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Father, I declare this blessing upon your people this morning and asking for everyone who feels down that this word will lift them up. That in every circumstance and situations, I am decreeing, uh, based on your word, your victory, their victory, in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen. So let's have a great week ahead to see gope. Nicole Geruto. Nicole Geruto. You know Nicole Geruto? Please stand up, Nicole. In fact, she'll come up forward here shortly. Nicole Geruto has had a wonderful opportunity in her life. But she'll have to transition out of this country and to it. Please come, Nicole. Uh, Nicole has been, is a leader of one of our DGs. What were Nicole DG's, Nicole's DG Wako. and and I'll be inviting Pastor Jay to pray for her but Nicole has the company she works for has given her an opportunity to go and be trained in Germany for a whole year all expenses paid and everything done so it's a wonderful opportunity for her career uh, she's in enterprise resource uh, ERPs eh? and so one of them has sent her out to Germany to be trained and she will hopefully come back as an expert and be able to serve not just this country but Africa I know she also has a passion for Africa but I'll just give you one minute to say something because it's a bit of a quaheri for now and then we'll pray for you Nicole
1: Um, Morning everyone this is a bit intimidating. <laughs> um, yeah, as Pastor Ben said, I'll be away for a year. Um, I'm, at, I'm traveling in November. Actually, first of November is when I'll be leaving. So I'm still with you for some few weeks. Probably next uh, Sunday maybe more or less the last, probably, because I need to go home for a while, stay with parents. I come from Eldoret. And just be with them before I, I go uh, uh, for the training. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but I'm really, really going to miss you so, so much. Uh, this is my DG. We are still, how many months old now? Is it three months? So, yeah, a bit feeling down because I'll be leaving them physically. Obviously, I'll not be with them. And we've just started the DG. So that's uh, a bit sad. But still, they've been good friends. We've started bonding. We've really started bonding very well. And I'm really thanking God for them. We they already have plans coming forward. So I'm excited that it's not going to die. That we'll still push forward to make God known. Amen.
0: Let's invite Pastor Jade to just speak a blessing over her.
2: Yeah, good morning, church. Mkosalama? Let me say, this DG need three more members. Somebody say three more members. We're in the recruiting business of DGs. Anyway, please feel free. If you're a lady, you're not in a DG, look at these beautiful three ladies who are being left. We need to add this number to around six. Amen? Nicole has served and been part of Maguno South for a very long time. I've known Nicole for quite a bit of time. She is wonderful and I know the Lord will do you good. And I will thank God for the favor and the goodness of the Lord over your life. You have been a faithful member of this community. That is without doubt. Many may not know you. How many have talked to Nicole here? Ever said that? Hey! See? But she's wonderful, wonderful. Eh? She's famous. Hey! I'm the one who thought I knew you. Everybody knows you. They know your twin sister. They think they know you, but it's your twin sister. Because she's a twin, and I don't think you've seen her before. So even as I come to pray for her, may I ask you to stretch your hands, speak a blessing. uh, Open up your mouth, just say something. Open up your mouth, pass a purity, come. Just just bless on her. Speak Speak life, speak life, speak life. Speak life, speak life, speak life. Hallelujah, bless her, bless her, speak life. Speak life, speak life. Oh, Father, we bless you. Father, we want to give you thanks and praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Papa. Today we are amongst a thanksgiving. We are beholden of your goodness and favor amongst one of us. A win for her is a win for us. A blessing for her, showing that you are with her, is showing us, Papa, that you are with us as a community, as a family. We give you praise and honor, Papa, for the opportunity you have given Nicole, for opening the doors for her. She has not shared how miraculous the whole thing was. Like, there was no effort. She did not sweat to get it to Papa. It landed on her. In fact, she was late many times, but the doors just kept on opening. So, Father, we give you thanks because you are the door openers. You are the one who opens doors that no man can shut that no man can explain how they happened. Those blessings just show how mighty you are, Papa, how powerful, how good you are. So, Father, even as Nicole lives, she lives with the foundation of knowing who she is in Christ. Knowing that, Father, Lord, she goes with you as Abba Father, even in a foreign land. Papa, she is guaranteed of your presence. So, Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We ask that every prayer that has been raised up here in this space, Father, it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. She'll continue to experience your presence, your word, and your goodness, and your favor, and your mercy. That even as she's in that land, there will be peace who prevail. We pray that she'll find a community that she can continue to fellowship with. She'll not feel lonely because, Father, the body of Christ is all over. So we declare there's already a family prepared for her, oh Jehovah God. She'll not meander in just around in Germany, looking for someone to settle. But Father, you're already set in place. Oh, Jehovah God, we thank you for every providence that is available to her. We feel protection as she flies, as she lands, with Jehovah God. Oh, Father, may you continue to bless her family. May her family be at peace. May they celebrate with her. May it not be a place of pain for them, but just a, pain, a place to actually see the God that Nicole house is worthy
3: of it all.
2: So you speak a blessing over her as a family. Father, may you be with her. May your kingdom come. May your will be done over her life and through her life, even in the land that she is going. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: We want to send her. You know, here at this local church, we have the authority to send you to set up a missional community. Here you are leading a DJ, there go and start several DJs. Alright? And so we're giving you that commission on our behalf to go and set up DG's out in Germany. We'll link you up with the other ones there and we speak your victory. Father, we speak your anointing upon Geruto. As she goes out there, we commission her as one sent from this congregation in the authority that you've given us as a local church. And the authority you've given us as pastors in this congregation. We commission her to go start missional communities in Germany. Yeah. That you will go ahead of us, strengthening her hand, giving her her sex, mm. causing her to be successful in every way. That she, her, 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 her speaking and her sharing will be accompanied with signs and wonders. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Right. Well then, one more clap for her. Thank you, DG, and thank you, pastors. It's lovely to see God's work continuing to grow. Now, you've played that game, two truths and a lie. You know it, eh? Most of us have done so. It's simple. So you're given three statements, two of which are true, and one of which is a lie, and your job is to what? Is to pick out the lie, isn't it? Okay, so let's give it a go, all right? I am six foot one inch. I have three brothers. I have never been admitted in hospital. All lies. (laughs) Ah, Even those who know me. Three brothers. Three brothers is a lie. I have three brothers actually. Eh? Six one is a lie. Yes. Because I'm just a millimeter below six. (laughs) So I can pass for six. So six one is a lie, all right? So I do have three brothers. I have never been admitted in hospital. I thank God. And you see, all these things are based on a fact, isn't it? If you come and measure my height, you will see it's what I'm saying. If you look at my family, those who know me, you'll know I have three brothers. If you look at my history, uh, health records, and history, you'll realize that yeah, this guy has never been to hospital, all right? Now let's let's play a second round and see what we find there. alright Arsenal is one of the best football teams
1: <laughs>
0: and then this, this is for, for uh, I, should I, say, I should say Rumba eh? ok let me say Rumba I was going to say Reggae Reggae music is the most enjoyable music ever maybe I say Rumba eh? <laughs> Nyamchom is delicious delicious well determining what a lie is in this situation is a little bit harder isn't it because when it comes to uh, Arsenal it's what you feel they won yesterday 4-0 their key rival lost 1-0 the other one lost for the first time so you don't know what statistics to use is it the number of tournaments they have won is it the number of uh, you know the unbeaten record that some use she knows unbeaten record Eh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Danco>. <laughs> yeah? Is it the championships? Is it the players? Is it the team culture? That becomes heavy isn't it? That's why we've never even determined who the football goat is. Eh? Greatest of all time, we're still saying, is it Messi, is it Ronaldo? And those statistics come up. It's a bit difficult. Eh? Instantly, we try to find other things that will bring the equation. What about reggae music or rumba music? You know, some people swear by it, isn't it? You know, while others feel like the reggae lovers had better enjoy that music here because in heaven, there's zero chance <laughs> of it being in heaven. Eh? People have suffered here on earth enough. Eh? So, huko juu, hakuna reggae. Ama rumba. And then, of course, um, when it comes to, to the nyamchom, some agree, depending on there are some vegetarians who will say, Mm-mm. there are some who will say, it depends. Has it been roasted? Is it medium rare? Is it well done? Is it ya papadezi leko-smoked for, I don't know, 10 hours? You know, then becomes a bit relative. Is it been marinated, I don't know, with what, with what ingredients? Inakulo na avocado, mean a na pineapple. Nangali naniapa. nani Anyway, my point here is that uh, there are statements that are objective. And there are some that are factual and indisputable you know, it's clear, you can measure, such as my height, as we say said there. Eh? But there are questions where it seems that what one person deems to be true, then another disagrees with it. Okay? And subjectivity enters the picture. And preference and choice and inclinations begin to factor in, in what people think about it, and it's harder to discover what the truth or the reality is. And today we are starting a new series. It's a brand new series called Two Truths and a Lie. And through this series, we want to look at uh, the catchphrases that, and ideologies that are prevalent in our community, that are prevalent in our society. And we want to see why they capture imagination and whether th- how they have innocently find found their way into our culture, into our language. And then to be able to see if there is something true or something hidden in their meanings or in what they say. And so we'll be looking at phrases like YOLO. You only live once. You only live once. eh? No human is limited. The power is within you. All right? Which other one have you had? All right? what what women can do what men can do women can do better and others like that and we'll be asking ourselves what do they really mean and our hope is that as we interrogate this in our culture around us we'll be able to amplify the truths uh, we find therein but we'll also be able like i said to see what dangers are there and so today we'll look at the catchphrase speak your truth Speak your truth. Here are three statements again. Follow your heart is good advice. The second one, your authentic self is what is most true about you. And the other one is, you need to speak your truth, even if it hurts someone. Are those things that we hear, So which one of this is true and which one is a deception? Now, each of this is a version of a phrase in today's world which we often hear, and it's that of, speak your truth. You know, from bloggers to influencers to motivational speakers to some pastors even, we've had this thing and we're constantly being encouraged to speak our truth. You know, social media is full of that. And it's becoming a common catchphrase in our generation. See if you have encountered certain other versions of this same mantra. Eh? They speak your truth. Eh? One is, you do you, I do me. And then the other one is, live your truth. The other one is, live your most authentic life. Another one is, whatever floats your boat. the There's even one that is said in rudeness, eh? Knock yourself out. (laughs) You know, when you want to do something, okay, knock yourself out. Do what you want. So, speak your truth has been amplified in the past years by powerful rallying cries and exhortation for people to speak out their feelings openly. And, you know, it's been used to encourage those who are marginalized and mistreated in society to be raised to raise up and to be heard clearly eh? and we've had campaigns such that the me too movement you remember that the one that raised critical awareness against sexual uh, harassment then there's a black lives matter that highlighted racial injustice and all employed this phrase for for good in a sense it became powerful catchphrase that allowed the oppressed and the downtrodden and even the exploited to speak out however as many good things go with good things, this has also been misused. And it became less and less about objective truth and more about opinions, thoughts, and feelings. Isn't it? It starts off speaking your thoughts as honestly as you can, never sugarcoat anything, be as bold as you can be, even when it means stepping on some toes. And as long as you feel it and are connected with it, it is your truth. And you need to be authentic enough to speak about it. All right, but also it's become more than just saying what you feel, it's also about elevating your thoughts and opinions to the place of reality when that becomes the truth. Right, so if you feel it or think it, then it must be true. I mean, if that's how it is, that's how I am. And the Bible is an interesting story about people who did just that, they did not just speak the truth, but they lived it. Let's turn to Judges chapter 17. Verse 1 to 6. Now, the book of Judges is interesting because it comes after Moses, the man of God, dies. Joshua picks up. Joshua leads the armies of God and the people of God to possess the land, uh, at least in presence, and leaves the other bits for the different tribes to take it up. And then it says, when Joshua died, then there came a series of judges. There was no one particular person who led the community throughout, but different people, who they call judges, rose up over over time. And when you get to verse seven, chapter 17, it says, Now a man named Micah from the hill country of Ephraim said to his mother, now this story just lands as you read uh, judges, uh, judges, it just lands It has a lot of stories that just start and end like that. Eh? There are many of them. But this one says, uh, he says to his mother, The eleven hundred shekels of silver that were taken from you and about which I heard you utter a curse, I have that silver with me. I took it. Right? So it's stolen his mother's silver. Then his mother said, The Lord bless you, my son. When he returned the, When he returned the 1100 shekels of silver to his mother, she said, I solemnly consecrate my silver to the Lord for my son to make an image overlaid with silver. I will give it back to you. So after he returned the silver to his mother the mother takes 200 shekels and gives it to the son and and it says here of silver and gave them the son gives them to a silversmith who used them to make an idol and it was put in maker's house now this man maker had a shrine and he made an effort and some household gods and he sold one of his sons as his priest in those days it says in verse 6 Israel had no king everyone did as they saw fit now here is a man who steals a huge amount from his mother now at, at that point 10 shekels is about an annual wage how much you pay someone for a year and so even 100 shekels is quite a fortune perhaps more than what the insurance would pay you at some payout eh? but he steals this amount, amount of money Then he hears his mother pronounce a curse on the thief, and so he returns the money to her. So here is madness: this man steals a huge amount from his mother, not very common. And then the mother hears it; he hears a curse. He returns the uh, the money to his mother. His mother's response, curious, blesses him, stranger. She then asks. She then she then thanks God and proceeds to use that money. A little bit of it to make an idol gives the idol to the son and you can see how it continues there and then the idol is put in the son's house He is the one who stole the money in the first place eh? it's quite a convoluted sort of thing it's a kind of confusion that people lived in at that point and this was typical in that period of judges you know such confusion we are neighbor okay bless you then make an idol let's make an idol let's let's make a priest and it goes on about how he even went on to hire somebody else to be a priest and so on i mean it was just a free for all and they lived with that anarchy and that's the reason it does that is what he tells us in verse 6 in those days israel had no king everybody did as they saw fit And that's a theme that you will find right through the book of Judges. Including to the very end of the book of Judges, it ends with that statement. Everyone did as they saw fit. They did not have any true north. They did not have a king, or they did not see God as a king, who would give them the true north. And that's what happens when people just take the truth as their own and do what they want. It becomes... A situation of not having a true north. And so in today's culture, we have this era of judges in many ways. Each one of us, when we say speak your truth, determines their true north. So speak your truth is no longer giving voice to the marginalized. It's becoming each one finding their own north and living as they want to live. The objective has become subjective and each one determines their own direction. And from that, we can see two kinds of results from that um, approach where everyone does what they want and there's no particular direction. in a sense. And one of the things is lawlessness or what we're calling here uncontested lives. You know, no one contests what you do. Because they did as they pleased and were right in their own eyes, there was no one to challenge their lifestyles, to question them or to call them out Everyone became a law unto themselves. And judges is full of horrible things that people end up doing, as I have said. And that's a result of one. And when there's no one to challenge your life, there's no one to hold you accountable. Uh, in, in fact, trying to hold someone accountable is seen as you, you have a greater truth than mine, so you're trying to show me how yours is better than me. All right? And so it's perceived that way. And because we don't want um, anyone... Anything that does not sit well with our ideology, we don't want. And so eventually, if the assessment of our, you know, if, if it is not uh, the assessment of others over me, even the assessment of God over me becomes an issue because I don't want to be in anything. If everyone was left to believe what they wanted without inspection or examination, and if everyone was at liberty to speak and live their own truth, it would be near impossible to distinguish truth from, from lies and you might think it's 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 not for us but imagine your spouse or a friend or someone and you get into an argument you know what happens it becomes very sometimes you get into an argument eh, no you did not say no you are the, in fact no you knew about it no i did not know you did not tell me we start removing our phones to show evidence of that so it becomes a bit of he say she say and we don't have any solid true enough to hold So we end up justifying our actions, we choose our truths, and we continue to be in conflict. That's the state of lawlessness. Everyone does what they want. The second challenge I see from this ideology is that we easily become spiritually desensitized. Spiritually desensitized. Okay? It's a bit like the way we have... There was that clip that was showing a guy goes to a restaurant and makes an order, I think, for a drink. And then you're given so many options. Do you want it hot or cold? Decaffeinated or caffeinated? Do you want sugar or no sugar? Do you want sugar or sweetener? Oh, switch it. Do you, if it's sweetened, is it sugar or a sweetener? You know, and so on. Do you want a flavor? Is it vanilla or what? Eh? Cream or no cream? Eh? Yeah, the list continues. Ice with, with ice or without ice? And so there's so many things that you're given that you end up having a choice overload. And we then tend to just make a decision that we'll make, or in that clip the guy just walks off in a half, yeah? The reality of this truth ideology, that is, if there is my truth, then there is your truth, then there's the next person's truth, then there's the other person's truth, and if we are not to question or verify them, we are forced to respect and affirm each person's right to their own truth. And before long, we are not only overwhelmed by the many different truths, but we're also unable to spot a lie from that. In fact, anybody inserting something in there won't be able to go that, 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 that. There are too many things to, to, to look into. And so we end up being desensitized. desensitized eh? The truth becomes camouflaged among all those options because we are allowing them all to be the case. And this is something that has become common in our generation and we are slowly becoming spiritually desensitized. I remember when we were talking about um, evangelism in our DG training, we talked about there's a trend in the West where the millennials are feeling, I don't need to evangelize to anyone else because they are entitled to their own view. So me, I stick to mine. Why should I be trying to convert you or to make you a Christian? Why? And it's becoming rife even within the church because we're sort of thinking, Anyone needs to have whatever they have so we become less sensitive to the fact that we have a truth that we can share or that we need to share and that's the reality of it we have a truth we have a true north don't we and when jesus the word of god says that he is the way the truth and the life that's which pass. okay Walimo well, wa but now is aware is aware John 14 6 it's a common thing. that Jesus is the way and is the truth we have a truth in Jesus Christ I like Psalm 118 and verse, verse 89 it says this eh? your word Lord is eternal it stands firm in the heavens that's Psalm 119, 119 89. it says the word of the Lord is eternal it stands firm in the heavens In fact, there is no... I like saying this. There is no force or power or anything in the entire creation as the Word of God. Because it's spoken and created everything. When the Word of God moves forth, then it does everything. And there is none like that. And there, 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 there are also several other verses we can read in the Bible that affirm this. Because the antidote that will keep us from the folly is this, knowing that there is a truth that is central in the Lord. You see, the people in Judges lived their own truths because they had no one to guide them and to point them in the direction of God's truth. But we as believers, we have a true anchor, as we have said. Indeed, again in the same Psalm 119, and this time verse 105, it says that your word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. That the truth of the word of the Lord can guide us and give us direction on what is right. And we can captain, oh, there's a light ahead and it seems to be steady coming on to us. So the captain tells the man to signal this message. You know the way they signal those messages. And tells him signal this message. We are on collision course. Tells a guy, oh, tell them, I am captain. Change course 20 degrees. So they flash the message. I am captain. Send change course 20 degrees. The other guy flashes back. Oh, I'm just a seaman. You change course 20 degrees. this this week of for, uh, again together with that other scripture I read earlier, just thought sort of about that sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires nothing in all creation is hidden from God and so nothing that is hidden from God. He's able to see even those circumstances that you are talking about. And so as I, as, I, as I bring this to an end, I do want to challenge us. Especially anyone here who may be in a circumstance. You may be have been praying for something for a long time. And you, we sort of say it doesn't work because there's a way the world says things should work that then it seems to be easy. Ah, see, All I need to do is give them a, like an envelope. Isn't it? And I have this thing. All I need to do with this Kanjo guys is to do this. Kidogo too. And this is sorted. And that seems to be an easier way. And the a truth that, you know, for you, the truth is, ourselves, that becomes your truth. Reality in that way. It becomes easier to do that than to sort of stand and say, Lord, I'm suffering because of this. Intervene. Intervene. Listen to Psalm 13. It's a psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? And day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes, I will or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for He has been good to me. Now, notice the things he's saying up in verse one to three, eh? Yeah? And then notice what he says in the end. the the reality looks very different he's actually anguishing in his thoughts and wrestling with his thoughts feeling like he's been forgotten Um, you know his enemies are triumphing over him he seems to be losing all through how long will they continue to win over him and then he comes on later to say but I trust in your unfailing love my heart rejoices in your salvation I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me A clear sense of David knowing that my anchor, the truth of the Lord is that it is like this. My circumstance is like this. And I'm asking the Lord to intervene, but I will stay in the Lord and trust Him in that. And so I'd like us to pray and I'll invite Pastor Puri to come and lead us. Just take a moment and reflect on that. I mean, just look at your life and ask yourself, what truth do I live by? Do I really anchor on God's truth, whether I'm at home, or in the workplace, or at school or college, or in my neighborhood, or in my business, or in my interactions in the public, in a matter to every place, is am I anchored on the truth of God's word?
3: Um, I think we we should spend some time just responding to that message. And the way I'm thinking we should respond is We have relied on our truth Each one of us Because it's the reality It's what we are facing today It's the pain we are feeling It's the circumstance we are facing So I'll invite us to just um, You know bow and Ask the Lord to forgive us Father forgive us For we have not Looked up to you We have not spent time In your word To know your truth we have doubted your truth. We have anchored on ourselves and not on your word. Have mercy on us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us as individuals. Forgive us as a community. community forgive us as families. Take time. Just pray to your God and, and, and pray to the Lord and ask him to forgive you for relying on what we are seeing on what you're saying you know sometimes when we are faced with difficult uh, situations um, one of the things that happens to us is that we get discouraged so we we are not you know, you know, in in the book of Joshua, I find it curious that God says to Joshua, "Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged." So sometimes we are facing situations that are impossible, and now we are discouraged. And the Lord is telling us this morning, "Do not be discouraged." Do not be discouraged Do not be discouraged Father we ask that You will lift every spirit of discouragement We rebuke you You spirit of discouragement In the name of Jesus And we declare That we will be We will be, uh, be Strong We will be courageous We will be courageous uh, In the Lord We will be courageous in Jesus name In Jesus name I want to give us a hack A bit of a hack So it says in Psalms 103 uh, Verse 1 And 2 And sometimes when you face Situations you you are like Okay this is interesting Um, And you can Allow your soul Remember we are body, soul and spirit right? We all understand that We are body, soul and spirit And we can allow our soul To go to a dark space Right And in Psalms 103 David speaks to his soul And I would encourage you to do this Speak to your soul This is your body telling your soul What to do This is what it says Praise the Lord my soul So you are speaking So I want us to say that together Praise the Lord my soul all my inmost being Praise his holy name Okay um, Then it says Again verse 2 Praise the Lord my soul And forget not his benefits Okay So make it your habit You face a difficult situation A sickness what? Don't run to think that God is Not for you Say to your soul Praise the Lord my soul Because like we have learned today The Lord is the solid He is not changing Our situations are changing Our life is changing But we choose to bless the Lord uh, This morning So I'll ask us to arise Let's rise up So we'll, we'll join Robbie in playing a song and then I'll give us the benediction.
1: Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless you.